G'day everybody and welcome to What The Dick Tater. I'm LK and that's Rossi. Hey mate. G'day mate. How's your shit? Um, I always try to think of something funny slash interesting to say here, but I always just end up saying good, so good. Yeah, that's pando for you, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. The highlight of my day, I shaved my legs and olaplexed my hair. Mm. Wow. Did I tell you about, because um, my life is just watching documentaries on Netflix at the moment. What? I hit a new low the other day. I watched this documentary about um, Rubik's Cube Championships and I bawled my eyes out. Fuck off. I just watched that too. Was it like a 40-minute short? Yeah, yeah, about and there's the um, American kid and the Australian kid. Yes. Did you cry? Yes, and they're like best friends and they love each other. But I know. Fierce competitors. I know. I cried. I cried so much. See, we've been busy. Yeah, we have. Rossi, today I'm here to tell you about Putin. Love it. Yeah. I mean, will I love it? I think I will. Yeah, look, weird, dude. Let's see what happens. Hard guy to research, oddly enough, because um, because he's still alive and you can't really say bad things about him because he'll murder you. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> God, um, just FYI, Billy says we can't get cancelled because we don't have enough listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so expect a few more gems like that today. So Vladimir Vladimirovic Putin. Is that his actual first name? His first name is Vladimir and then his middle name is Mirovic oh. or Rovich. Okay. So it's like Vlad Vlad. So so nice they named him twice. So Vlad was born in 52 in what was then Leningrad is now St. Petersburg, which I think St. Petersburg is the nice one with the pretty colourful buildings, yeah? Correct. The Anastasia one. Um, I, I can't confirm that, but it's um probably considered more of a tourist town than, say, Moscow. So that's good for him. Fun fact, his grandfather was a cook for Vladimir Lenin, who led Russia from 1917 to 1924. Nice Mm. His mother was a factory worker. His father was a conscripted officer in the Navy, meaning that he didn't have a choice. He just had to go into the Navy. And Putin is the youngest of three brothers, but the only child to survive infancy. So one brother... I think got something a bit random like diphtheria and the other one got blown up in a bombing. Golly. So um, one of my Russian friends, his mum used to always say, he is gift from God. And I feel like maybe Putin's parents also said this about him. Yeah, I think they were pretty um, proud. So uh, they were poor and grew up in an apartment that they shared with three other families. So that's Holy dooly. Families, yep. I knew they were houses, but I didn't realise they lived with three other families. Yeah, I mean, was that not the standard in sort of 50s, 60s Russia though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Russia you're either dirt poor or rich. Yeah, he was on the poor side. Not anymore, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) 
So growing up, he wanted to be a spy because all the Soviet movies were about spies and he thought that looked pretty good. Um, So he was a black belt in judo from a young age. And then when he finished high school and went to uni, in order to go to uni, you had to sign up and register as a member of the Communist Party. So he did. Okay. Then he joined the KGB in 75, which Mm. I don't know. I sort of wonder if everyone who graduated from uni in Russia in the 70s just automatically went into the KGB discuss well I was gonna say this is where it gets juicy right this is probably where there's a shift for him yes so when he joined the KGB he was still a member of the communist party but he says he was only a member of the communist party because he had to be and then as soon as the Berlin Wall falls and sort of the Soviet brand of communism starts falling apart immediately he's like no I was never really into that I'm not about communism you know I'm about democracy. Like he just moved as far away from it as possible. And he said he was doing it all along, but, um, I mean, I don't really believe him. Ah, you think that he's had a change of heart? I think he just does whatever the winners are doing. Like I think communism had have stayed, you know, the driving force, I think he would be the head of a communist party. Okay, got it. So he just wants to be the leader. He doesn't really care what the values of that leadership are he just wants to be the leader i think his values are for sale right which he's not the only one that operates that way so whatever (laughs) (laughs) as far as we know at this point in his life he hadn't killed anyone putin has a holiday house in the middle of a dark gothic forest outside of moscow the house burnt down in 1996 and putin had the exact same house rebuilt and then seven of his mates also built homes in the same area to create their own gated community iconic in the early 90s when communism starts to fall he gets a job in the mayor's office in st petersburg and after six months he starts being investigated for embezzlement because he I don't really get it, but basically he gives contracts away really cheap and then the investigation discovers that the work is actually not being done. And this is like in Russia, like Russian investigators in Russia said that he could have pocketed up to 93 million US dollars just from doing that. Yeah, there's a guy at the Frankston City Council just doing that recently. <laughs> How many millions did he get from the Frankston uh... <laughs> I don't know. It was it was quite a lot, but he was also just doing it to impress his new girlfriend, and then his girlfriend dumped him anyway. So it was all pointless. But uh, not pointless for Putin. No, no, it's worked really well for him. Um, so also at this point, I had to like really dig deep into what a Russian oligarch is. Ooh, yeah, good. You might know better than me. Uh, to be honest, I just know that they're rich and own a lot of things and the reason they're rich and own a lot of things is because traditionally or usually russian oligarchs either were themselves or were related to people that were high up in the communist party and then when communism fell they had to really really quickly form a democracy and so suddenly all these things that were state-owned like electric companies and you know auto manufacturers like everything was state-owned under communism obviously so then suddenly everything was technically up for sale and so all these party officials just brought it all at whatever price they wanted to pay for it and today they still control everything so they like control the power companies and the 
like any factory that makes anything is generally owned by an oligarch. So they just own all the things. I mean, that's pretty smart to to get into business when there's no rules. Yeah, it is. It is smart. It's not very kind to the millions of people in Russia who um, don't, you know, have a high quality of life and who could have a high quality of life if some wealth was shared around a little bit. But it is smart mm. anyway. So he, uh, Putin, we're talking about Vlad, uh, he enters politics officially in 96 and climbs up the ranks really quickly, like really quickly, basically because he says to all the oligarchs, like, I'll do whatever you want, just keep voting for me. (sighs) Everyone's working for each other. Exactly, exactly. Uh, No one's working for the poor people. Chill. In in 99, the president was Boris Yeltsin. and. Uh He made an announcement publicly that he wanted Putin to be his successor. So then Putin the same day immediately says, yep, great, I'm going to run for president and Yeltsin endorses me, so you should vote for me. And then um, about a month later, Yeltsin unexpectedly resigns because he was, turns out, on trial for corruption and then Putin automatically takes over and then the same that same day signs a decree saying that Yeltsin is immune from any trial. Wow. Mm, that's how it happened. That's how he became president. That's, uh, well, that's super convenient for both of those blokes. He gets his first term and that's all. We'll get to the people that he killed in a minute. Um, okay. <laughs> but his first term's pretty tight. In 2007, he gets named Time Person of the Year. Okay. Yep. Um, Interesting. Yeah, well, I read up on that and Time Magazine say that the Person of the Year is, quote, for better or worse, has done the most to influence the events of the year. So they're not saying he's good. They're just saying that he is really powerful. Okay, okay. Okay, next minute. So you can only have two presidential terms in Russia. You're not allowed to have more than that. Yeah. And so he says to this this guy, fucking Medvedev. Kill or has mum, Medvedev. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> so uh, Putin says to this bloke, I will let you be president if I can be prime minister. Because Russia mm. has a president and a prime minister, the president is like the ultimate boss, but the prime minister is the one that controls the government. So this Medvedev guy's like, sounds great. I'll officially be president, you be prime minister, and you can just tell me what to do as president and everything will be great. So they did that for a while, another four years, and then um, Putin decides that it's okay for him to run for president again because he had a break. So he just president a third time even though you're not really meant to yeah he just uh kind of changed the rule didn't he he just kind of changed the rule yeah yeah okay just side note that kind of worries me like what if trump gets re-elected and he wants to change the rule i'm more concerned that trump won't get elected but will just refuse to leave the white house and they'll have to like smoke him out So this is where you tell me all about your first date with Vladimir Putin. So where would you take Vlad? Okay. 
I think of V, it has to be outdoors because it's Putin and it has to be on a horse because he's always on a horse. So I think we go horse riding with our shirts off and find a camping spot. Right? Isn't that a very Putin-esque date? It is Putin-esque. It's kind of like a tiny bit romantic but also terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and terribly uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Um, And what would happen on that day? Mm. I think Pooty Poots would probably, um, out of his love for both me and himself, would probably end up like spearing some fish in a river and then chopping down some trees with his bare hands and building us a beautiful hut that we could live in. But then ultimately I would think that he has built me the hut with his bare hands when actually... It's all been built by like unpaid, heavily exploited workers and he would just be taking all the credit. Wow. Yeah, that's a tiny bit depressing but probably exactly what would happen. And we drink vodka. We drink so much brand vodka. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You probably actually, you know how it's kind of romantic to go on a a wine tasting tour and you make the wine? Maybe that's what Putin does. Maybe he you squash potatoes and you make vodka. Yeah, maybe he just gives you a bathtub and a big bag of russets and you just, like, do it. How is is that how vodka is made? What's a russet? You know, russet potatoes. Oh, you're not making them with like Yukon gold. God, how many potato varieties do you know? <laughs> um, I think two, and I just said them both. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, and how does that date end? Okay, ultimately I think despite the vodka and the outdoorsiness, I don't really want to be on the date. And so I think what I would do at some point is get access to a handheld mirror and just give it over to Putin. He would look in it, get distracted by his own reflection because he's in love with himself, and then I would just sneak off in a slow, low backwards walk. You know, like, like comedy shit. Jim Carrey okay. in the mask, just like backing away. So even though you've had a good time, you say thank you, good day, sir. And I don't like think it. I've had that much of a good time. Like to be honest, it's not the same for a woman to ride a horse topless. I imagine it's very uncomfortable with all the the bopping up and down and the boobs. Then, as we all know. I should never, ever, ever be drinking straight vodka, so that's a downer. And then, you know, so I'm really not having a great time. Yeah. Look, I think I don't want to burst your bubble, but it sounds like a lot of Putin's first dates. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have anything to offer him. I don't think he would be into me. What do you mean? Of course he would. No, I, I don't think he would. I mean... What have I got to offer? A cute accent. He's not interested. He's got his own. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. 
you know? I don't I don't have any rich relatives that he can like, you know, siphon money to and from. Yeah. Um, it's true. You you're no you're no good to Putin. So when he goes for his third term, everybody's pretty pissed about it. That's when Pussy Riot get involved. Do you remember that? Oh, the two singers? Yeah, they're like a pop band kind of, but they also uh, are big-time protesters and they, like, walk around naked trying to get, you know, press attention so that Putin will get out and eventually they just end up in jail and it ends horribly, but they gave it a good go. Yeah, good on them. Uh, Then in 2012 and 2013, Putin made that anti-homosexuality propaganda law he banned all symbols of homosexuality and this was a big deal because the Winter Olympics are in Russia that year. He said that no homosexual athletes should come to Russia because they need to leave the children in peace. He's confused, I think, there. I think he is a bit confused. In 2012, in response to that, Barack Obama signed some sanctions that limit what can come in and out of Russia and he said it was because of the human rights violations that include things like this anti-homosexuality law. And then in response to that, Putin signed a law that banned any US citizens from adopting Russian children, which they'd been doing for, you know, a long time. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Even people who, like, were ready to go and pick up their Russian babies. It was all cancelled. And then in 2018, he ran for president again and won with... 76% of the vote, uh, which people believe is largely frauded, and he will be serving until at least 2024. And then because that's his second, second term, nobody really knows what's going to happen next. Yeah, right. But he probably will just stay. There's a lot of effort that goes into promoting Putin in Russia. Like he's forever in magazines shirtless. There's a um, campaign in magazines called Be Like Putin that's him riding around on horses. I was going to say being a babe. He's not being a babe, but he thinks he's being a babe. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of images of him being, like, shirtless. Also, uh, Putin-branded products are widely available in Russia. You can buy Putin vodka, Putin-brand canned food, Putin caviar T-shirts. Really? Yeah. Well, he has his, like, is it merch or? It's, like, official Putin merch. I'd probably buy the vodka. Yeah, and maybe the canned meat. He likes wearing expensive wristwatches. He has a watch collection that's worth a million dollars, which is interesting because his annual salary as president is $136,000 a year, but the CIA estimate this year that he is worth $40 billion. <laughs> that's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Also a a big Beatles fan. Beatles fan? How weird. Yeah, it is weird because I would have thought growing up in Russia in the 60s and 70s, there wouldn't be a lot of Western music available. Yeah, true. In his personal life, he married a woman called, I think it's pronounced Ludmilla, but it starts with an L-Y. Ah, yep. I I, I think you're right. They had two kids. They're divorced. And everybody thinks that he um, is engaged to this former rhythmic gymnast and they have secret children, but nobody knows for sure. Yeah, because his um, he's two children with his ex-wife, their, their lives are kept quite private, aren't they? 
Yeah, there's not really um, there's not really much to say. We just know that they're girls, and that we know he has grandchildren, so they must right. have had kids. But that's kind of it. But like the, we don't even know if they live in Russia. Like if they don't. He doesn't say anything about where they are or what they do or anything. Yeah, it's so. Let's see what happens with him. And now I've got this nice little list of people that uh, he is suspected of murdering. Oh, okay. So do you remember, mate? This is the most iconic one. Not to say iconic about someone's death, but is there a word that like how do you? What's the word for that? Infamous. Infamous or. Yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I think you'll remember this one because there's the famous, infamous, infamous photo of the guy sitting in his hospital bed before he dies and he looks really sick. So basically this guy, Alexander, I'm going to stop. His name was Alexander. He was yeah, a Alex. KGB spy and he died three weeks after drinking a cup of tea in a London hotel that was laced with polonium so yep someone laced his tea and then he and then he drank it and he got really sick but I remember when that happened in 2006 he got really sick and he was in hospital for about two weeks and everybody just had to like watch him die yeah I remember that too there's something about prolonged poisoning that seems um another level of malicious yeah it's really um it's really old school but the um... The Russians love it, don't they? Oh, mate, they do. I think because it must be hard to trace. Well, that's very true and and it's so effective. <laughs> it, is, it is effective, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, also in 2006 there was a journalist called Anna who does have a last name that I cannot pronounce who um, she wrote a lot about exposing corruption in the army and she was shot in the lobby of her apartment building on Putin's birthday. Coincidence or not? Mm, mm. Putin's birthday, that sounds that's mm. what he gave himself a gift. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, another journalist called Natalia who was abducted from outside her home and later found in woodlands with gunshot wounds to the head. No one has ever been convicted. Uh, a guy called Stanislav uh, was abducted on the street. A masked gunman shot... Another journalist called Anastasia in the street. A guy called Boris, who was the former former deputy prime minister under Yeltsin. Oh yeah. Known to become a critic of Putin and he was shot four times in the back of the head just outside the Kremlin as he walked home from a restaurant. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, another Boris was a Russian oligarch who fled to Britain and started being outspoken against Putin. Which is saying something because Putin has always been really good to the oligarchs, so he must have been especially bad if this guy chose to speak out about him. Uh, he was found dead in Britain where he lived. No one has been tried. Uh, another guy, I'm going to stop in a minute because this is going to get really pressing, but just to give you you know, an idea. Another guy was found dead in a locked bathroom with a ligature around his neck but uh, they think it was a stage suicide. Oh. Another guy called Paul, who was the Russian editor of Forbes, he wrote about corruption. He was killed in drive-by shooting. Uh, this guy called Sergei died in a bombing outside his apartment. You know, you get the vibe. And then, and there's a new one in the press this week. Really? Uh, Another one? A TV spy that's been poisoned. They found the poison 
Uh, Putin says he didn't do it, but I think he probably did. He also doesn't mind hacking an election here and there, not just in Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah, other places. I've heard about this. Yeah, so he meddles in other people's elections because he wants, so in America he would much prefer Trump to be in the White House, correct? Yes. I would hedge a bet that's because Trump is an idiot. And right, he's very Agreed. to manipulate. And also has similar, you know, Trump has a Putin vibe. Like if Trump was in better shape, he'd be shirtless on a horse, I imagine. Right. But Putin does have the compromat, right, on Trump. The what? Compromat. What's that? Compromat. <laughs> Need to say it in a Russian accent. That's where they have um, something that they can use. Well, you. This is from my memory from when it happened. So Trump was in Russia and he was staying at a fancy hotel and it was allegedly he was in the same room that Obama had stayed in. So he decided he would hire some prostitutes and sleep with them in the bedroom and then piss on the bed that Obama had slept in. Ugh. And it is, it's filmed and apparently Putin has this compromat video and has used it against Trump just like, you need to do this, otherwise I'm going to release a tape. All right, mate, that was um, great and I've learned some things about Putin. Yeah, me too. And um, I can't wait to hear what you have to talk about next week. All right, thanks for listening. See you all of a sudden. Bye. Rossi, guess what? You're mad and I'm not. Haha, <laughs> no, we aren't journalists. No, we are not. Sometimes we get confused with the facts and our accuracy is not always on point. Agree. If you have questions for us or comments about anything we cover, you can get in touch with us on our email. Hello at lkandrossi.com or you can check out our website, lkandrossi.com. Love you. See you all of a sudden.